please, please, please cut the music. Um, this is a special, special edition of the Draft Seas podcast. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard Donald Trump has been impeached for the second. Now, I'm fucking with you. James Harden has been traded <laughs> to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I mean, what are we what are we doing with that? The full trick. Let me pull it up here. Do my best Woj or Shams impression. Victor Oladipo has been traded to the Rockets. Dante Exum, Kirkos. I mean, that's your man. What's his name? Karukos. What's his name? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, just call him Rody. Just call him Rody. Just call, just yeah, call him Rody. <laughs> yeah, Kurus. Yeah, Rody Kurus. Yes, three Brooklyn round first rounders, a Milwaukee first round unprotected in 2022. Uh, four Brooklyn first round swaps. So that that's what eight picks. Eight, picks. Eight, eight first round picks. James Harden to the Nets, like I said before. Karis Levert and a second rounder to the Pacers. And the Cavs somehow got in here with Jared Allen and Torian Prince going to them. Um we'll start, we'll start with the Cavs, I guess. Um, because that's easy. They have 22 big men. I'm not sure what's going on there. Perhaps Drummond's on the move. We can move on. The Pacers get Karis Levert. And a second rounder, Karis, nice piece, probably not resigning in Indianapolis. Um, he, now he, he signed up for, for two more years at least. He just resigned yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah, yeah, Karras, he's there for two years. Good. Yeah, he's longer. He's gonna be there longer than um Oladipo was because Oladipo's a free agent this summer. So okay, it works out yeah. in that regard. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's you know Oladipo's the better player, but whatever. Now the Rockets kind of retool up. They get Dante Exum, which, you know, whatever. Uh, Victor Oladipo, your man's Roddy, and 22,000 first-round picks. So how do we feel? How do we feel about the Rockets right now? I mean, the Rockets have – I mean, they have the assets now, right, to, to you know, make what, what were all those draft picks, right? So how, how many draft picks do they have? Eight now, right? Man, fuck so the they, Rockets, bro. Why would we started with the Rockets? I mean, yeah, I mean, we, yeah come on. Why we started with the Rockets? Why we started with the Rockets? I, I do shout the man, shout the man. I do think they they came out wonderfully in this trade, but we we, we can't bury the lead. <laughs> we're not burying we the lead. We kind of are. It's not the interesting. We're working yeah, through the first. Hold on. All right, you're right. You're right. All right, can, all right can, we at least we at least need to to reset at least 24 hours before we get into. We need to talk about what happened over the last day before we get into this trade. Okay. Uh, because yeah, James Harden completely took a torch to to everything left in Houston. He took a torch to to Stephen Silas Boogie. He took a torch to to John Wall. He wasn't New Rock, Rockers uh, Rockets ownership too. Yeah, Tim Fertitta. He wasn't rocking with anybody. Like James Harden, really. I, I tweeted this earlier, but that's kind of my favorite part about all this. He does not want to take any accountability. For possibly being the issue at any point for Houston, which is amazing. I mean, get it, get it how you live, James. I mean, but but yeah. So, what do you guys make of uh, you guys seen the post? I mean, the, the press conferences from from um from Harden and and John Wall and Boogie. Yeah, I I saw them. Um, I just I you put it in perspective too with one of your with one of your tweets too. Uh, how like Boogie and John Wall came back from like such career ending injuries, you know what I'm saying? And they, tragic, and they took their and they took yeah, tragic, like career almost career ending. Let's come on. And you know, they, they the whole rehab process, we saw we saw what they went through and shit like that. And just for Harden, just to you know what I'm saying, like buy honey buns and rock a 4PF chain with a little baby, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like 
and like go to the strip club and shit while you know while they're at training camp it was it, it was tasteless you feel me it wasn't cool so i just i felt like you know the the air got stale in houston you feel me like harden harden did what the best he could for that city at the end of the day i mean so they saying they saying that um shout out to, to the young young visa in the chat they saying that visa the, man Rockets Rockets could have gutted Brooklyn a little more. What you guys think about the return? I mean, I think I think Harden had them over a barrel, no? Like what, yeah. what, else, what else could he what else could they have done at that point? Because he said he wanted to trade years ago <laughs> and they brought him into the season. So like they they're the ones to blame on that part. So I mean, I think they did I think they did as well as they could do. I mean, they got eight fucking picks. Harden's gonna love scores. (laughs) 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 But no, I mean, like, what? What else are we like? I don't, I don't see where. What? What else they could have gotten? I mean, like, they they tried to they tried to 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 tear apart Philly and Philly wasn't having it. They wanted Ben Simmons. They wanted Maxi, some picks and what's his name? The defensive stop list. So like, I mean, once they said no to that, they figured, okay, let's go get 30 of these picks because realistically, how long is that team in Brooklyn going to be together? All right. So that's the, yeah, that's the, that's that's the the interesting part here. Cause we were talking about this before. So Rios, all right. And let's, let's, Re, a little bit of a reset because Rios is going through a lot as a as a net fan, which is why as soon as I seen the Shams bomb, I had to hit Rios on the line like, "Yo, this is really happening." <laughs> you know, Rios Rios is an actual net fan. He's not one of these Park Slope gentrifiers that that's just come along after after the recent success of the franchise. You know, I, I've been in Rios's crib before. I've been to his room. This man does have a Keith Van Horn poster on his wall. It's it's true. Oh, he is he's a <laughs> the French stuff. <laughs> Yo, listen, listen. That was that was a that was a that was a that was a great time in my childhood. But I think I mean it's it wasn't great, but it was it was a good time. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, in terms of like the whole the the where the Nets even came from, like almost nine years ago to where they are now, it's it, it's phenomenal. I mean, so I need you. I, I just need you, bro. To... We were, bro. We were. I'm. A, I'm gonna break it down, bro. It, it. We were. We went from the penny pinching era, son. Okay, like <laughs> I, need, I need you. Yo, the Nets, the... <laughs> yo, the Nets shared a summer league team with the Philadelphia Sixers, bro. That's how poor we were at a point in time. That's how. That's how much money we did not have. And for nah, to go from out, that, shout out my guy. Shout out my guy Van in the building. He said, "Shout out to the yo." That's what I'm saying. I need the all. That's a fact. The they don't know thing. about. They don't know about the I... Mucci Norris. And Yo, George Farmer backcourt, man. They Gucci wasn't Norris. there for the Sean Kilpatrick days, bro. Like y'all they don't know about that. Yo, they don't know about Terrence Williams, man. You know what I'm saying? I was there for that. I had to go through that. I had to go through the Randy Foy and uh Markel Brown backcourt, man. I had to watch that, my G, and and pretend I was actually cool to see shit. And we go from that to Kyrie, KD, okay, and Shane Larkin. And- Bro, shout out, shout out, he Shane Larkin's doing his thing overseas. You know, I, I can't, I can't hate on the boy, but it, it's crazy how we went from that to this. You know, what I'm saying in the in, in the span of nine years, so it, it's phenomenal. And plus, we got rid of all our picks, that whole debacle with K with KG and that all that bullshit. So that's a great trade all the time, bro. And bro, you, you know, hey, 
Except, I mean, except, I mean, you got a better play. You got better but, no, but, but wait, but wait, but wait, though. But hold on, though. But hold on. See, those guys, those guys were aging. Those guys were on the AARP list. You feel me? Yeah, All right? Like, sure. we got, we got two of the most prolific scorers right, in NBA history talk on one shit, team. Talk your you know shit. What I'm All right, real. Hold so on. We're going like, to give you the floor before we dissect. Next. Yeah, go ahead. No, but, let's dissect the trade. No, no, no. We going. No, no, no. We going to give you the floor first. Talk your shit because it's heels time. Talk to the Knicks fans because I, I, I don't know. You know the Knicks fans have given the Nets a lot of shit, but this is this is this is your heel turn, Rio. So it's it's All bad right. guy season. So so the floor is yours, my brother. I mean, listen, Nick Nick fans were out here photoshopping Zion picks with 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 KD and Kyrie for them to get none of them dudes. You feel me? And I can't even hate on the Knicks, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I actually like what they doing this year. I like quickly. You feel me? I like Tibbs. Tibbs got them boys coached up. So I can't even I can't even slander the Knicks this year. Salute, salute to them what they doing up there in uh, Midtown. But like at it. the same time, the city is ours. You feel me? Like it, it's a, it's a new day. The changing of the guard is here. You know what I'm saying? The 2021 NBA. Management, like a new management. Team, you feel me? Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like KD said, B. You feel me? Y'all like, niggas, rent, niggas is renting the and once and once once the price go back up, y'all niggas is going back to, to bro, camp. bro, bro. Y'all niggas is gentrifying. Y'all still got six more years of this, though. Y'all still got at least six more bro. years. Y'all niggas it's okay. You know better than the niggas buying that's that's that you fucking Whole Foods. Pulling up on the bodegas and kicking them out, nigga. You, you a fucking insider post that's chopped cheeses. Oh, we found Come out. about they saying they, they saying the Nets is, is avocado toast. That's they saying the Nets is avocado toast. Yo, Brooklyn. listen, avocado toast is fucking delicious. It's fucking right. delicious and it's yeah, fucking sure. nutritious for you. Sure, it's it's good at brunch, for sure. You know what I'm saying you I like it on I like it on whole wheat toast. You feel nah. me? I, I, I don't mind. But nah. y'all niggas is y'all niggas is for sure gentrifiers, bro. No, listen. We 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 could blame. Listen, that I I'm not. That's a whole different conversation for a whole different. That's all you know for a whole different day. We could blame that. We could blame uh you know, one of the greatest rappers of all time, for that. <laughs> but but however, the city's under new management. My G. It's a wild name, Shmi Alonso. <laughs> Shmi Alonso. Yo, that's that's bro. Listen. <laughs> But I'm saying, but I'm saying, bro, it's the changing of a new day. It's it's the changing of a new day, man. The Nets are here, 2021 NBA champions. All right. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we here. All right, we so finally let's, here. Let's talk about let's talk about Mr. Sage himself here. So what's I, I wanted to put on my, my tinfoil hat for, for one second because I have a I have a conspiracy theory with this whole Kyrie shit. Because I don't know, that's the crazy thing, because I said this before we started recording reels, but if, if you guys saw that Jaron Allen clip that hit the timeline earlier today where he was asked about Kyrie and if, like, he's, he said anything to the team, like, it's just wild because, you know, not even 12 hours later, they just shipped that boy out to Cleveland. And, you know, it's a, it's a cold game. It's a dirty business. Also, and, and too, just... I want to I add, even Karras also defended Kyrie last night, too, during the press conference when they beat the, yeah, uh, the Nuggets. It's pretty wack. So... And I, I, hate, I hate when these guys get put in that situation. It's the same thing. Like, the lame duck, the same way, like, Josh Hart and, and uh, Brandon Ingram and, and Lonzo were in, in L.A. before they traded for AD. It's, 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 it's part of the business. Um, but, yeah, going into Kyrie, this is just my conspiracy theory, I guess. I, I'm pretty sure that his – 
his little MIA detour or whatever it is. Like I'm pretty sure he he this was this had to have been this had to have been planned. He I think he went MIA and was just like, yo, James, hit James on the side, like, bro. I think it's time to really put this like this hard into BK planning the overdrive. Like, I need you to really like fuck shit up in, in Houston so we can get you out here right now. And like, bro, not even the end of the week, this man is gone. So what, what are you guys making from this whole Kyrie situation? Oh man, if you guys anybody listening on the Periscope, like what the hell are we making of Kyrie right now? Because this dude is this dude is difficult. He's he's a lot to handle, he's a lot to just like, you know, just figure out what he's thinking. So what do you guys make of, of Kyrie himself right now? This nigga Kyrie, man, he retiring next week, bro. You know, you you heard it here first. This is in inside sources. <laughs> you feel me? I got my Chris 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 Broussard sources, and you know, Kyrie, he's gonna go on a sabbatical. Um, he's gonna basically go find himself in Indonesia. And um, I think he's done with round ball. And I think, you know, I think that's why KD was like, yo, y'all better go get hard in right now. Because uh, Real, what was your what was your what was your what did you say Kyrie was coming back? What did you say? You said by the inauguration? I said I right, cause 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 listen, I had a I had I also put on the 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 tinfoil too, right? Yeah. So he's he he stopped playing during the whole, you know, MAGA MAGA quote yeah, unquote takeover, the yeah. insurrection, right? And I mean he went <laughs> he went to the dinner, I believe what? A day I, he went to his family dinner what the day after, right? So yeah. the NBA had to force that seven day quarantine on top on top of the week that he missed. So, I believe he comes back on inauguration day, just because the vibes might be right. Inauguration um, it might be crazy, bro. Bro, I know that's, but, but that's, but listen, Kyrie's gonna sage the court the day before, uh, the day during inauguration day, and he's gonna drop forty-seven. Do you guys think it's anything to the reports that the relationship between Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving has been? These are not my words, but they said it's been a little distant lately. Like that's what I'm trying to read. Because yeah, Kyrie is my thing I mean, with Kyrie was... throughout. My thing with Kyrie, besides him not being on the floor and even even going into a little more, the Nets weren't playing well when he went MIA. So the thing about Kyrie, I know how Kyrie's one of the the most gifted scorers that we've seen in the NBA. We know how good his layup package is. We know how crazy his handle is. Special talent as a as a one on one talent, and and that's kind of. We're gonna find out. This is this is kind of a a roster building like kind of cor- cornucopia that that all type of theories are gonna be tested right now because the Nets have three of the best isolation players ever. How does that really you know play out in a, in a team function? Um, and I guess that's kind of the other thing. I, I think. Do you guys think Harden gets back into into his his OKC type of? you know, more of a more of a connective tissue type of piece of the offensive guy and not just straight isolation. Um now he's playing with two guys who are on his level. I don't know. I, I mean I think he he's been getting these buckets for the last six, seven years. It's hard to turn off the buckets, right? Like it's hard to turn off 40 point triple doubles. Like that's difficult. But then again, you know, he's playing with KD. KD is KD. He is Batman. Um, I think, I do think Harden can go back to being the playmaker because he's, he's, I, I mean, he's easily the best passer on that team. I think he's, in my mind. No, like, and I think, I don't think people are talking about that enough because that's kind of what this team is missing. And that's yeah. kind of like before, before Spencer got hurt and, and it's kind of the role that, that, that Karras is playing, um, in that six man role where he was basically, 
uh, the facilitator, and he was basically just a, the hub off the bench. And to like just to just to put it plainly, to go from Karis Levert to fucking James Harden is going from a, <laughs> going from a fucking Chrysler three hundred to a fucking Rolls Royce. No disrespect to Karis at all. No disrespect to Karis. Listen, yo, 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 Karis. I ain't go front, yo. As a Nets fan, Karis one of the greatest Nets of all time, too. What happened? Was good talk. I said, I said, as a Nets fan, as a Nets fan, Karis one of the Karis one of the best best players in our franchise. He really is, I think. So in terms of, is that what you just said? I think, yeah, I think he's, he's like, he's like. He can make he can make the he can make the full he can not New Jersey necessarily but he can make the but like he's in the top now he's in the top twenty he's in the top twenty he's in the top twenty I personally think he's in the top twenty that's a that's a hedge after the statement that's a hedge after the statement Brooklyn Nets are are new like the Nets yeah the Nets I yeah I think he's a top twenty player in the franchise yeah top twenty top twenty yeah top twenty. He's on he's on Kittle's he's he's on Kittle's level. He's on Kittle's level as far as I'm concerned. All right, so we we've muted this. So this is the- <laughs> 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 all right, all right, so go, go, going back to the to the Harden thing. So like what are you like what are we just making of this combination? So the three guys, because like like I said, the leadership thing with Kyrie, you know, the like the thing about James Harden is we know how good of a scorer he is. And when we talk, we talk about before. I don't personally think it's a like that much of a. I don't think it's that much of a. You know, people use the Harden losing to the Warriors as, as such, you know, a, a black mark on his resume. I don't think it's that bad to lose to one of the greatest teams that we saw. But I do think the reason why that team constantly fell short is it has something to do with James Harden as a leader. Now, talent is is always going to be the most important thing. Now, but there is something to the leadership. It's something to to the way that people react to Steph Curry and and people and James Harden elicits a complete opposite reaction out of his own teammates and and just whoever is in the fire with him. So, like, what do you, what do you think it is with 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 Harden? And do you think this is a is something that can be you know something that we'll laugh at and be like, oh yeah, I guess chemistry wasn't a matter or wasn't an issue at the end of the day. I mean, for my opinion, I think with James Harden, I think the way dudes like the way athletes lead is kind of it's contrasting styles. You know, like some guys lead by their play and some guys are actual good verbal leaders. So like Harden, Harden doesn't. And the thing and the thing that's interesting about James Harden is that he doesn't lead by his play and he's not and he's known to not be a verbal guy. So he's just there just to be there. But I, in my opinion, but. When he's there, we already know what you're getting, and the and the fact of the matter is, I mean, people think that he's such like a ball hog, and stuff like that. But yo, like the guy averages close to what he average his average what like nine assists a game, right? So something like that, I believe, right? It was like nine. eleven last time I checked. Yeah. It was eleven. It was eleven, right? Okay, so yeah, high assist numbers. So I mean, the fact that he's able to like still get his teammates involved in spite of that is something that you can't teach. But in terms of like leadership, I mean, I just don't think that's him. I never I always thought that he was never like an alpha male, like or alpha type player. He has that game to him, but in terms of like his uh his his mental aspect and approach to the game, I don't think he was ever a vocal leader or a guy that you that leads by his play. That's just my opinion. 
I didn't even think about the Harden and D'Antoni reunion until until he just brought it up. Shout to Schmidt in it. With the, with the good comments. I, mean, I didn't think about that. Um, I mean, I think those two, I never thought that Harden, there was an idea that Harden was playing a, a brand of basketball that he didn't want to play under under Dan Tony. I never, I never really like thought that was true. To be honest, I, I kind of think um, Dan Tony kind of just played into to Harden's like most animalistic basketball instincts on the court. But um, I, I think even, even going, even going with, with Harden, Harden for a second, as a as a as a third piece on on this team, and I, I said Harden, but I meant KD. What do you guys make of this team at the whole super the whole super team narrative that you know we saw it thrown out a lot with the Warriors, and it, it's just kind of odd because KD, you know, KD got a lot of slander, but what does this move do for, or what does this move like if, if it's about? I guess because KD. Katie's coming off of Achilles injury, but what does this move do in terms of pressure for you guys? That's now on this team because you know KD lost that three one series when he was on OKC, and I, I, I kind of think he skated on on how you know how much criticism he got for that in in the in the large scheme of things. But but now he's just kind of on a, he finds himself finds himself on another super team. So what do you guys make of that whole? You know how much help do you actually need to win? I mean, at the end of the day, championships. Will silence all that, right? Like, you know, they, they go out there, they, they go out there, and they fucking win. Like, nobody, Harden gets a ring. Now we're talking, you know, a different echelon of of where he is all time, right? Like, we'll forget the fact that he pushed himself out and he went to Brooklyn. Like, those he gets a ring. Harden, we're talking top five shooting guard all time at this point. Like, so like KD, KD did skate on that three to one shit. Cause he left and then went to the same team that smoked him, right? He's so scared. Like, he's scared. But, but he's no, but, but I mean, but but I mean, also too, like I don't think he skated, in my opinion. I think that's the narrative that's kind of get that kind of gets pushed out there. I mean, look at look what he did in the finals. He he what he was the determining factor of the Warriors winning the finals, yeah. in my opinion. So like I don't th- so like I don't think that he skated. I think he kind of like proved himself on the Warriors that yo listen. This is what I bring to the table in terms of my my presence, you know. what I'm saying as a basketball player, so I, so I mean the criticism the criticism was was fair, but I just don't think that he skated. I I, I don't think that in my opinion. He showed up. I'm not. I don't think it's a question about whether he showed up. I just think you know, it's it's a and it's a it's a lame. It's kind of a yeah. It's kind of a lame like argument in in general, and it's kind of more of a. You know, just a uh, a chatter thing that's going on in the background because these guys do need the proper the proper help. But all right, any 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 other how like how else you feeling about this team? So I, I guess I guess we could talk about the hole that this this roster has currently um, on the defensive end, and I guess the best part about this trade going down um, uh, long before the, the NBA trade day deadline is they're gonna have a lot of time to to try and solve the actual issue. Um, so what do you guys think? They, I mean, it's obvious they need rebounding and and defense, but how the hell are they going to do that with with no assets? What do you guys? How, what, what do you make of that, Rios? I mean, those things are easy to fix, though, right? It's easier to find than talents like Harden and, and KD and Kyle. No, right. That's what I'm saying, right? So you can fi- so like I think finding glue guys is not it's not an issue for for the Nets to do that. I mean, or and also too like our player development uh, system is, has proven to work. You know what I'm saying? Look what we did with uh Dinwiddie, Joe Harris. Um, who else? Uh, Ka- uh, Karis. 
but I want, but I'm interested to see what what Claxton and Reggie Perry do. You know what I'm saying? I, I like Claxton to me. I think he's the X factor in all of this because, uh, you know, he was he was he he should have been taken higher in the in his draft selection, but the net the Nets got to deal with that. But I mean, he can shoot the he can shoot he can shoot the three, and plus he's a decent help defender. Now he's not a good one, and Reggie Perry is does all the other things. He's a good defender. He's a good help defender. From from what the, from the tape I've seen him play, and plus he could knock down a uh, he could knock down a 15 footer, so he is useful in the pick and pop situation. So, I mean, I think those guys have to you know step up. But I mean, I think we are going to get somebody during the trade deadline. Though. That's the thing. All right, That's so um, shout, yeah, shout out shout out to um shout out to Gus in the comments. He asked a, a good question. Where do you guys think this team would rank if we're comparing them to the super teams in the last few years? So I guess I mean if we're just super teams in the last few years. It's kind of interesting because the La- the Lakers are a the Lakers are super team. Do we consider them a super team? They gotta be, I, right? I think I think so. Yeah, I, I, I think they are. Yeah, that's a championship team, but it's kind of a it's kind of a big two, not a not a big three. I mean, LeBron and AD were enough. It, it is just kind of interesting. Look at it that way. It was enough to win a championship. Um, and then the Warriors had obviously KD, Steph, um, and Clay. And am I missing anybody else who we, we would throw into that boat? Where would you guys think they that this Nets team would rank? And I guess my my quick are thoughts we going on, on paper? Yeah, on paper. My quick, my quick okay. thoughts. My quick thoughts is it's a it's about the fit because it's about the fit because obviously, obviously we get into like just the the, the meshing of of how of, of the players. You know, LeBron is LeBron can do his perimeter thing and AD will be in the post, so that works. Um, Steph and KD operate. Steph operates without the ball. KD also, I mean, Clay also operates without the ball, so it's different. Um, obviously you have the Miami big three situation. So my question about how Harden, KD and Kyrie fits together now that this is actually a thing that's fucking happening, which is crazy. Um, you know, the same, the same ads about everybody needs the ball in their hand. That's the, that's the wild part about it. So at a, at a certain point, it does have diminishing returns if everybody needs the ball. Um, Kyrie, these guys can all shoot off, you know, these guys can all shoot off ball. Um, but you know, James Harden usually isn't too interested in doing anything off ball that has like actual which 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 would require him to to like exert energy off ball. So it's 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 not a great fit, but it's the luxury of always having two stars or, or one star on the court is, is ridiculous. So what do you guys think this um those the trio um in BK compares to the past super teams in like the last decade? I mean, I don't I have to see it play out. I, I feel like I can't even give you right now. I, I probably have them like third, honestly. Like they'll be third on my list out of all the last super teams. Are we like I'm trying to count back to? I guess the. I, I guess I guess the Boston team starts it. Yeah, I'm counting back okay. to. Like, all right. Yeah. They're probably if we're counting that, I probably have them like third, and that's just be off the of talent alone. Like we don't know how the fit's gonna be, so I think. That Warriors team was out of control, like from a fit standpoint. Um, Warriors, yeah, the Warriors is like the best, the the most well rounded team. But do you consider? I don't consider the Warriors a super team. Why no, not? I mean, they're homegrown. They're homegrown. But I mean, nigga. no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, like that, the, they developed. The, the they developed that. They got was super team level, yeah, like out of doubt. But it was, it was, it was, it was organic. You know, what it was organic. No, my thing is, my my to me, my thing, what a super team is, is like, all right, like. You bring those players in there, you know what I'm saying? Like you, like you, pretty much just sign those guys. So it's like I, I don't think the Warriors 
are a super team. I I, just, I consider them to be like they're a well they're a well old machine. The next, like the the, next I, team, I put them the in that Spurs category. So, like in that you know, Spurs. You know, that's the, I think that's the the interesting thing because there's a lot of ways to build a team in the NBA. It's not just one. It's not just just tank and and get a bunch of top five picks. Right. You know, like OKC tried that and and I mean it worked until it didn't work or it worked for it it worked until seven KD years. Went, it, worked, it, worked, it, worked, it worked for it worked for seven years. You know, but you have other you have other options to to get there. So like that, the next team that is able to to replicate what the Warriors did, you know, it, it's going to be an organic team. But every every organization should actually be thriving to do what the Warriors did. But like any what they actually did on the court, it's no question they were actually like on the floor. It was definitely a super team. Um, so I mean, any any last thoughts on the on the on the on the Nets in, in general? I guess that you guys want to want to get off. Um, yeah, yeah. First of all, first and foremost. You know, fuck the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Harden, you know, I'm a Harden stan. I'm gonna have to love you from a from afar. Um, you know, get your triple doubles, keep the stats up. So, you know, on the back end of this, I can still big you up. You know, it's you know, we still we still riding with Harden, but you know, fuck that organization. You know, I can't flip side. We just recorded last night, and I put it on wax, and I'm gonna have to put it on wax again. You know. I'm here for the Harden buckets. You know, he get a ring, cool. But, you know, fuck the Nets, man. And, like, niggas is telling me the city is under new management. It's not true. Y'all niggas is renting, all right? Y'all don't own these blocks. You feel me? Y'all, y'all, y'all renting. I mean, city's under new management as far as I'm concerned, but I'm going to defunct all that. But, I mean, with the trade, I mean, now now we got, we got to get a chip as a Nets fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, that now is like, all right, this is yeah, the year to do it. And, that's and then, um, I think that's the that's the wonderful part about this because they're either gonna win a championship, which I mean it'll be a, it'll be a novelty to see for the city, something that um I'm, I mean think about it. We're, Yo, we're, the, the storyline works. New York's New York City was one of the most hardest uh hit cities with COVID. You feel me? And for the Nets to bring a chip to the city yeah, in the midst of all of that, that is fire. We're not, we not trying to hear the story tell ending because I'm rooting, I'm rooting for this all to to blow up in their face and you know, I just want to see. I just want to see KD, Kyrie, and 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 Harden just like totally, totally pissed off, ripping the jersey off the court after after they just lost in the Eastern Conference Finals for the jokes. Because I saw what happened when the Clippers lost. This is good. This would be even worse. Um, in the in the chat, uh, was that JT Sun Six asks, "Do you think Houston and and going a little bit into the return that Houston got? I think it's a, a nice little pivot. Um, do you think Houston should have got Levert instead of Oladipo? I do think that's one of the more interesting subplots of his actual trade." Um, Oladipo is a free agent this year. Um, Kara signed a three-year, uh, fifty-eight million dollar extension last 60, all season. 60, 60. Around sixty, it was it was around that vicinity. Um, so he is locked up for two more years, which is a, which is a good get for for um the Pacers, who uh quietly have already been one of the best teams in the league. Nobody really talks about the Pacers because I mean, it's yo, I, I I I like the Brogdon Karras backcourt. I actually Brogdon, like that. Backcourt. They got they got some. That's not going to be a fun. Yeah, it's not going to be a fun team. But what do you guys think about the 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 return for Houston? Um, and and I guess getting Oladipo, I don't know if he's going to be a long term piece there or possibly even another. They might be able to flip Oladipo again to another team. Right. So what do you guys I think? I mean, I I think what the I think the Rockets the Rockets did what they're supposed to do. And as far as I'm concerned, you got the they got the most assets in this thing. I mean, they got a bunch of first round picks. So you know, eight, let's eight first say, round picks is wild. 
Right. So so they can so uh, so you already know what teams do with those first round picks. They flip those. How many how many other picks are protected or unprotected that the Rockets? They have? were all they were all unprotected on the see. So so the ghost of Billy King is alive, guys. Like and it, and it's crazy if we if we think about retrospect and hindsight are are quite the quite the drug and and it definitely warps the way we see things because it became hindsight to say that that Nets trade was killed because of how bad it turned out. Oh, no, no, no. That's not how it went. When that trade went down, people were pro. People were actually pro to actually Yeah, people were pro, yeah, pro Nets, yeah, because of the season that they had the year before. That's sports. They had Sports Illustrated. It was like it was like that repeat when they was running the fucking Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, Kobe covers, man. Like on the Sports Illustrated, it's like this is gonna be fun. Them Celtics went out there and flopped, though. I mean, them Celtics. I mean, they were the Celtics. The Nets went out there and flopped. Like, so I don't think I don't think right now this trade is hot. Like Harden is, you know, he's Harden. He's not the the corpse of Paul Pierce and, and KG. Right. This not the A. This not the AAR. Like I said before, this not the AARPS. Uh, they're not. They're not. They're not. They're not on the line for AARP. So, like, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, you got Harden's what 31, right? KD's 30, and then Ky- Kyrie's what 20, 28. Yeah. Oh, his, yeah. His his knees are 30 though. Right. Yeah. His knees. Are, yeah. His no. His knees are 50. His knees are 50. Yeah. I'm saying. Like Kyrie, so, Kyrie. so so like, I mean. It's not it's not the same thing as far as I'm concerned, but I'm interested to see like how they all mesh on the court. But uh, in terms of in, in Baraz, I mean, you you and X is an O's guy. How do you think the spacing is going to work for the Nets in terms of court spacing? Like how how is it going to work and fluctuate in terms of in terms of that? I mean, if, if everybody's not being an asshole, they have some of the best spacing out. Like like if, if they are if everybody's playing, you know, organized basketball, they have the best. um Floor spacing out right now. KD can shoot, Hardy can shoot, Kyrie can shoot, Jeremy can shoot every other game. And who's the other? Who who else is gonna be? We got, we got, we got, we got, we got Joe Harris and we got uh, Bruce Brown. I like Bruce Brown though. Oh yeah, TLC. I'm sorry. Oh TLC. Yeah, he's yeah he's he's a catch and shoot guy. A lot of spacing on this team is just you have to decide. You have to figure out if they're gonna be fighting over who's handling the rock. That's just what it comes down to. If everybody can play safely, it's cool. Also, I think, another, go ahead, Rio. Go ahead. I think the key in this too is is uh, Bruce Brown because this trade this trade to me shows that the Nets really have faith in what Bruce Brown does and what he brings to the to this basketball team. They have a lot of like they have they don't have like any great wings and they're gonna have guys like they have the bodies that they're gonna attempt to throw at other teams. But that's kind of the luxury of this because you know they're not gonna always gonna have to the the Harden the Harden KD Kyrie lineup honestly. The most minutes is going to get is going to be at the, the the start of games and at the end of games. So like the whole like that whole the whole sandwich, the middle part of the games, you're going to be able to throw out lineups with like maybe two of those guys plus two wing defenders. And I mean, <laughs> they're, they're definitely who's the front court on, guy? They're definitely they're definitely betting on they're definitely betting on on DeAndre Jordan, like asking DeAndre Jordan to to be a somebody you're counting on in, in a post game. He hasn't had it at all this season. Like he's been. The guy, the guy, know, the, guy saw, the guy can't, the guy can't catch a drop pass. Like he, he can't, he cannot catch a, a, a fucking a bounce pass. You know, that's kind of it's, it's, it's crazy. I saw, of, I saw a tweet of Steve Nash's daughter allegedly, <laughs> like criticizing, saying Jordan, like Jordan's not it. So, so I think, and even I guess on Harden, this last thing I guess on Harden, it's just interesting on me because when to wrap to wrap this to wrap this Houston 
um, part of his career up. And Raz, I guess we could we could end this on what is what is James Harden's lasting legacy? What's his what's his what's the number one moment that comes to mind for James Harden in Houston? Um, I'm gonna let you guys ponder that for a second. But what I was just thinking was going back to the to the original OKC trade when they gave up Harden. You know, I saw a lot of people say Harden didn't want that role. He didn't want to. He didn't want to share the ball. He didn't want to be the third the third fiddle to 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 Harden. I mean, to KD and, and Westbrook. And my thing was always that. I mean, I I thought if you just gave him the bread and you know you, you give him the max, you know he and if they're winning, he's gonna actually like be content with with playing that role. And I guess it's much easier. After after going, um, giving it seven eight years as a number one option, um, and giving it your all to finally say, right, I I need I need some more help around me. I guess mentality is a little different. Um, but yeah, what do you guys what do you guys make of um the actual change and um the change for the actual Nets? You said the change for the Nets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for the uh for 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 Harden and and KD and 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 and. I forgot what the fuck question I asked. I'm not gonna hold y'all. What the fuck did I ask y'all? That's what you know. So I'm trying to figure out too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you confuse me. You confuse me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I went on. I went on my. I went on my diatribe, and I forgot what the fuck the other part of the question was. Um, y'all was supposed to remember that while I was talking. That's. The thing. I mean, look. No. I think. I think you know after being the we're gonna we're gonna spitball here. So after being the man, after being the man for for seven eight years, and then you know realizing that. You, you as a number one might not be it. You know, you're still an MVP caliber player. You're still one of the best players in the world, but you might need a little help getting it done. Um, I don't think Harden's going to have an issue playing second fiddle to to KD, right? I don't think that's going to be his issue. I, the only issue I see with this team, the only thing that can stop them is if there's an argument over who's number two. Like, that's just I, I, I agree, Raz. I agree. I agree, Raz. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. And, you know, and to, to follow up with just, like, the last part, like, what's Harden's lasting legacy? Uh, that's what the question was. Yeah. And, Houston, and Houston, um, you know, one of the best bucket getters to do it. You know, and, like, Houston's had a bunch of them. Like, but he's he might be, you know, who T-Mac's going through those doors, Hakeem's going through those doors. He, he still literally might be the best bucket getter to walk through those Houston doors, man. Shout out to Clyde Barkley, all of them. It's it's Harden. I think he I think he's the second best player in their franchise. Yeah. Hands down. Hands down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's hands I, down. I won't argue so that. I, I mean, with, with James Harden, he I mean, I felt like he's always been what happened? They should they should retire his jersey. Oh, absolutely. Oh, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. This little stunt probably not going to help that happen soon, but he definitely needs that jersey retired. Yeah, they get, they're going to put that they're going to put that 13 in the rafters. But my my favorite James, I mean, minus minus the 4PF chain with the honey buns and the strip club stuff by James Harden. That's probably one of my favorite moments. Um, His game six in the 2018 in the 2018 uh, M- conference finals when he willed when he willed that team to to get to a game seven you know what i'm saying and that was when chris paul got hurt you know he, he got hurt in that second half and then harden took it over and that that to me that to me like that kind of defunct the whole thing that harden can't close out a game and shit like that because i because we've seen him do it so like it was cool for that narrative to like dwindle down but i think harden is a product of analytics in terms of how analytics has just 
taken over the game of basketball. I mean, the Rockets, he's 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 the first analytics baby in, in terms of what for better they want a suit. Right. Yeah, they want that, right. Because like Harden, we know how good he is, and like sometimes he's not my favorite guy to watch, but if we're just talking about appreciating the skill level that he's on. Oh, oh and phenomenal. He, his marriage with his marriage with him and, and Maury, like it was just kind of perfect for both of them. And and like you said, he really is the analytics baby. Like yeah. he was the first guy. Go ahead, go ahead. Because no, because I mean, in terms of what like what the Rockets, I mean, especially Daryl Morey too, because I feel like Daryl Morey and James Harden, it, it's always it's parallel for me with them too. So like he, I mean, obviously they had the system with Dan Tony with the six seconds or less and whatever, but what Morey was able to right seven, I'm sorry, seven. But what Morey was able to do was he they they modified that just to like appease James Harden. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never seen that ever done for a player, minus LeBron James. Whereas if one guy, you change the whole system around for one player. I think Minus LeBron, he's the only guy. So that's so so that's his impact. That's his basketball impact, as far as I'm concerned. Like, him being the first analytics baby of what... Uh, he's the first analytics and analytics and uh, basketball-driven uh, data and baby that we've seen. And there's going to be more of them, too. There's going to be way more players like this, too. Now, my question is, and it's pretty interesting, where do you guys think James Harden ranks on the all-time greatest NBA players without a ring? Now, um, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting question because um, his coach is actually on that list as well. Steve Nash is one of the best players in NBA history without a ring. Without a ring, absolutely. Like, I think, you know, he's right there with – Harden is right there with, with uh, Chris Paul and – and Charles Barkley, in my mind, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, who who else would you throw on that list? Um, Barkley, you I, got Barkley, you got Mellow's uh, on Reggie Miller, Reggie Stockton and Malone. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, Pat, Pat Patrick Ewing's on there. Yeah, me. Yeah, we don't talk about Patrick Ewing ever either, but yeah, Patrick. Right? I mean, on that list. he. Um. Hmm. Damn. He gotta be in the top fifteen. Of the, he's, of, I I I, I think five, I think he's I think, I think top he's five. top five, man. That, that's the he I might be right under because the person uh, Charles Barkley gets all that hate for being one of the greatest individual players to never win a ring. Like yeah. Harden is literally one of the greatest individual players we've ever seen. Like even when we're talking about it, like Harden has individual offensive seasons that you can put in the top ten all time. All like time. individual offensive seasons, several yeah. actually. He has several. Even his, he has. I think, has, I think Harden's, has, I think Harden's 2015 to 2018 stretch so of offensive basketball. That might be, to me personally, that might be the greatest stretch of offensive basketball I think I've ever seen. You said top one without a ring. Shout, shout out Mike in, in the chat. Shout out Mike. Yo, shout out Mike. Yo, I, I honestly think, I think he's right under Barkley, bro. Yo, he I think really he's under, be, you know, I, like, I think he's, I think he's, I think he's top three as far as I'm concerned, if you want to do that list. Because, I mean, if I you mean, look at the narrative, if if you look at the whole uh all that what happened? Kind of like Elgin Baylor and all of those those yeah, cats. Yeah, 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 Bel- yeah, yeah. Elgin Baylor's like he's top ten for me just off that just because he's got to the final so many fucking times. What you know about what he's got he's a modern question, like the modern one, not without a right. Yeah, he's in the top ten as well. Top he's 10. in my Chris top Weber. 10. Chris yeah, Weber. Chris Weber's it Chris Weber's on that list. So is wait. So I, I mean, we gotta really think about it. Iverson, Iverson's up there. Well, I, 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 is, yeah. Is he top? Is he top ten? Without a ring? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah Iverson's definitely. top ten without a ring. Yeah. Cash, Chris Paul, Barkley, Harden, Harden. Malone, Stockton, uh, Wilkins. Yeah. Um, we could throw Melo. We could throw Melo in there, right? Yeah, Melo's in the, on that list too. Melo's on that list. Um, damn, who else is on that list? Uh, shit. Nah, but that's yeah. a, uh, yo. Honestly, like, yeah, that's, man, Harden, it, Harden. To me, he's number he's number two on that on that list. He might be number two on that list. So just I think, just uh, off of just off to me, just off of the teams he's played. Gary to get, no, no, just, one one with Miami. Yeah, he got one. Um, shout out to everybody in the chat. If you're still in the chat watching us, shout out to you on Periscope. Who y'all think? You know, do y'all think the Nets got a chance to beat Brooklyn in the series? Which y'all think? Um, drop a comment if you're still watching right here. Um, I think the last line of business we got is to talk about the Cavs, I guess. Nobody really wants to talk about the Cavs. But um, I have – I've watched a little bit. I've watched more Cavs this year than I have, like, within a, like since Brown left, honestly. Um, they picked up Jared Allen, which is a pretty good pickup for them. Um, you know, that, uh, Andre Drummond picked up his player option this year, so he's a free agent in, in the offseason. So that's probably Jared Allen's job. Um, you know, Jared Allen and, and Larry Nance this is a pretty interesting front court, to be honest, if they, if they keep that um, going forward. And I, I forgot they traded Torian Prince. I know I mentioned him earlier. Um, but you He's know, on what I, team now? Torian Prince got sent to the Cavs, too. They sent that nigga to the projects. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right. But, I mean, I, the, the cat, I mean, I, I, I just want to say I take back my uh, my Darius Garland and Colin Sexton slander. Because that, 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 that was a... Cause I was I was lighting that pack up all year, but they they they've been proving me wrong. You know what I'm saying? They like I actually like Sexton's approach now to the game has just been so much better. I feel like 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 I always say, it takes guards for a while for them to mature and get it right. The fact that he's able to like pick his spots now on the floor and score, whereas la- whereas last year he was just an erratic scorer. You know what I'm saying? He was just put chucking that shit up. Now he's using the pick and roll to get to his spots. He's using the pick and pop to, you know what I'm saying? Like to find shooters and stuff like that. Not, not necessarily the, the pop guy, but you know, looking at the second and third option. Yeah. Coral's been pretty good for, for the Okoro, right. Coral's a good Swiss army knife for them too. Yeah, he's still, he's you, still developing, but that boy, he, he, his effort on defense has been, has been pretty good. Um, and shout out to you for having threes right now. But, um, I think that's about it. If y'all have any final takes, um, James Harden is a fucking net, which is which is kind of wild. Um, it's going to be one of the more interesting storylines to watch um, down the stretch. But I am rooting for it to implode in in a miraculous fashion in the most funny manner possible. Uh, but yeah, wrap it up, Raz Reels. Y'all got any final takes? Y'all can, y'all can wrap us up and get the fuck out of here. Twenty twenty one NBA champions. That like I said before, and I'm gonna say it again. Twenty twenty one NBA champions. That's it. That's what you're going with. Bro, bro, 2021 and 2022 NBA champions. Back to back. Back to back. Nets not winning the championship. (laughs) Um, Maybe an MVP or two for my guy Harden. This this has been the Draft Season Podcast. We are signing off the Sleep Podcast. You know, we had to do it. Um, Yeah, and you know, tune in to CNN. Impeach Trump. I led with that. And uh, here we go. God bless. Peace. What about like that pack up? You know that. I know I'm about, I'm about.